At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Well, 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 welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's where we talk about educational films, caught films, experimental films. This is Matt here with me today is Balak. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know why I did that. I, I, I don't know is, either. Oral Hygiene is just the podcast where I do the, the more whack intros for whatever reason. Intro. Introduction. Intro. Wait. Wait for what? I don't want to Introduction. Okay, there we go. I don't. I don't have one of those. I, well, actually, I, all I need to do is plug in a delay, or I could easily do that, but I'm too lazy. Is it weird if I did it with an analog pedal? Maybe. Mm. What is that? Is that the the Hall of Fame reverb? Maybe. No, it's the uh, Roland VE20. Whoa, the end was fun. Space Echo? There's Satan for us. No, it looks like a Space Echo, but it's red. Okay. It's very good. Okay. Um, Anyway, getting on to today's movie, it's Mission Third Planet, Creatures of the Land, where we learn about all the creatures of the land. Um, <laughs> yeah, that we did <laughs> through a through a viewmaster robot and a guy who said he sort of came across like he read a bunch of nature material and remembered some of it. Well, why don't you? Uh, is that your summary, or do you want to go in a little more detail? I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I mean, somehow space. a guy a guy comes to look at animals. Somehow he knows certain things about them, but not others, but weirdly knows their names and the etymology and what the, what kind of, what a bunch of things are called about them. And then a child sees him and he runs and everyone's glad. Where does he come from? Why is he there? Uranus? Yeah. Okay. Did they say he's from Uranus? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think they said where he's from. Well, you're leaving the money shot. An alien is attacked in a, or not attacked. Uh, the money shot is, is on your ass. <laughs> an alien is caught in a meteor shower and crash lands on Earth. Stranded, he begins to catalog all of the creatures of the land. There, that goes in yep. the TV. Guy, and he right? ends. He finishes. He gets all of them. And then all of his friends are like, oh, you're so cool. It's like Pokemon, but, but, with, but he doesn't catch anything. No, he just looks at them and gets confused <laughs> about them. Um, <laughs> this is very much in that strain of like, the kids only like that damn Star Wars, so we need to try and make this look like Star Wars. <laughs> there are times when I, I think the ship looks kind of cool. The aliens look like ass, though. You know why the ship looks cool? Is it just a Star Wars model? No, it's not. Is it a Battlestar Galactica or Space 1999 model? <laughs> 
part. Oh, I don't know if you can see this. It. It's like you're they showing just, me part of it. Yes, it's like they just got the Eagle One model, right? And then put that on <laughs> yeah. the screen. Good for them. Good, great move. <laughs> yeah, I mean they didn't. They could have like colored it like gold or something first, you know, because that, that dude was colored gold. They used all their paint on the dude. He was in gold paint, gold face. Do you think he died because he got painted? Yes. Just like the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, good for them. By the way, she lived to a ripe old age. So that's I, know, she li- I know. She was showing she, up on TV in like 1980. She was on Sesame Street, and they never showed it again because it terrified <laughs> all the children. Good for them. <laughs> Sesame Street should occasionally terrify children. Like, um, like the one where the, the grocer guy dies, and they all have to like confront his death. They, they don't just like... He doesn't just like stop showing up. They're like, oh, we all have to spend an entire episode all bummed out that this guy's dead now. I remember um, there was some little segment they did. It was just about like driving in downtown New York, obviously. And it like terrified me as a kid because because it looked so scary to drive in New York. There was signs everywhere. What's because you were used to seeing nice you know, clean Sesame Street, right? Which is like this nice fake idealized like Brooklyn um, block or something. And then you're suddenly confronted with real gritty 70s New York. Yeah, basically it was like, uh, who knows how many people died traversing those streets. The New York non-Sesame wanted you to visit. Uh, Come here and die in front of a car, you mook. Yeah. I think my high school class trip was like right on the tail end of scary New York. For some reason they had, a, they put us up in like a hotel, like right off of times square. And then the, the class president went out to buy a fake ID and got mugged. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny, but it's, it is. It's totally funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're laughing at it. Uh, yeah. Oh. Irony. Oh, oh. And of course, um, after we get the, well, oh, first they in the mothership they identify the son's name as Sun. I mean, come on, you can at least call it Soul or something, right? Is it dumb that we call this planet Earth? Kind well, yeah. It's in Star Trek. They have to start calling it Terran, right? We're Terrans. I think I like that better. Can we just be Terra? Sure. I mean, Terran. I think Terra. I don't now. I don't know. We could all be terrorists. Be... Ooh, Terranists. <laughs> Okay, I, I guess it's Terra's the planet name. Terrans are the people that like hang out there. So sure. Um, there was there was something. Uh, God, what was it? It yeah. The, one of the one of the new Star Wars thing. Uh, there's an episode of Andor where they specifically, it's like the Empire is relaying a message, and they're sort of like two humans running. Oh, and it was like, they don't oh yeah. Right, they guess they do. Yeah. Okay. Human. I guess that's that doesn't, that doesn't tell you you're from like any certain planet, perhaps. I don't. Um, I don't feel like Star Trek ever says humans. Speak, except speak. for. Sure, they do. The Ferengi say is the beginning or something. It's just like you. You say that you spotted somebody. You don't specifically say it was a human. I'm not sure about that, but they do say Terran. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, speaking of Star Trek, they after they call the sun sun then they go into like a full minute of like pointless techno babble that they you know someone just like spit words on a page and now kids have to deal with that for like a whole minute i gotta be honest i already sort of zoned out when that happened 
<laughs> of course you did. This is, this is a very hard to pay attention to film. But it, it, space is trying its hardest to make you pay attention to it. <laughs> I, I started just thinking about how, how cool the title cards look like on the robot when it was like complexity. Now, in your um, lame Star Trek models, the, his scout ship is a wingless TIE fighter, which looks completely messed up. Like a TIE fighter without wings, that, that just doesn't look right at all. That's how you know that they come in peace. Is this guy like, so he's like alien Aristotle, right? Because it wasn't that Aristotle's jam to like catalog everything. Uh, or like Henry David Thoreau or something. Aristotle predates him. Okay. I think Thoreau sure. at least had everything cataloged already, right? He just was like hanging out the, the cabin or something. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about who cataloged a bunch of things. Says, but... says the guy who never read Walden Pond, but <laughs> I don't think I I might have read it. I don't even know. So this is kind of like a '70s sci-fi Walden Pond, I assume, since I didn't read the book. Uh, yes, I suppose so. We can go ahead and make that the summary. That that yes. Okay. Good. Um. So. And both of them, Thoreau, well, Thoreau, Aristotle, and this alien, that's more than both. That's three people, one alien, two people. Um, does that mean they're like super OCD? Yeah, this guy definitely had some issues. <laughs> I, don't, I don't entirely. He seemed kind of amazed but bored. And, he, and he's like, he's, wow, I can't believe these animals fly. And they're kind of. And the strangest thing to me is that I think arguably or objectively the most interesting biology on earth is the, the butterfly caterpillar thing. Right. That's, that's like the weirdest thing we have to offer. Right. I mean, that's uh, weirder than a platypus. Sea. I'm deep sea. I'm sure. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Like, but, but to the, you can see with the naked eye on land. Tardigrades are pretty weird. Tardigrades are weird, but like, I don't think that guy, that guy is not really smart enough to see tardigrades. I don't think he's smarter than the transformers though. Maybe because he the transformers assume that the inhabitants of the planet were cars or this this guy at least figures out like there's some animals. But are we are we stupid for assuming that cars were not robots? Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the educational film, The Talking Car. Okay. yeah, that'll be something to consider. Is this car sentient or not? And what does Mm. that what are the implications? Um, If one car is sentient, then shouldn't you start assuming that all of them are? It's just like. It is amazing how his walk through the forest is also like a walk through evolution, right? Yeah, kind of. Because he starts with lizards and cold-blooded things, and then only once he's fully found all of the cold-blooded animals does he begin to find the, the warm-blooded animals. And he comes. And then up he with finds the, monkeys. And he comes up with the exact same names that we. Oh, yeah, have I for skipped them. ahead. Unless we're getting. Um, yeah, that was that was the craziest part to me was this. How did he know it was called a frog? That's insane. Well, see, until nineteen. 19- 79 they, they there was no name for that this movie actually created all of the names for these things that's why it's that's, so important that's incredible that they've actually documented that i know yeah like what the, are the odds isn't this the video that the air force showed a few years ago when they're like we're going to tell you everything we know about ufos is this, yes is this part of full disclosure yeah, yeah. the origin of the word amphibian and and complexity and that's right I, I guess he's still kind of dumb because he didn't notice the people or he's very smart because he hasn't noticed the people that actually might be the case 
I, I think he was the smartest thing he did was when he saw the little kid, he ran. Yeah, because it like didn't he... seem like it didn't seem like that was what he was going to do. It seemed like he'd probably be like take a picture of him and then have the robot be like complexity. What would what do you think you notice first, the birds or the frogs? I feel like I'd notice the birds first because they're in your field of vision and they're moving right where the frog you have to look for them. Yeah, maybe it's just uh, it was just dumb luck that he happened upon a frog and it happened maybe. upon a swamp first. Maybe he started to um, started from the ground, just like got the dirt, you know, and then kind of like moved up. So he didn't really look at the sky for some time. Maybe that's procedure is you have to start start with the ground and then move upwards. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, you know, this guy is a pro. He's keeping his uh, scientific detachment despite his excitement. Um, oh, I forgot that earlier in the film, he actually says something that's like a prime directive where he's like not supposed to interfere with life so basically remembering that it's even weirder that he just ran away when he saw a kid like imagine if on star trek they try they go to an alien planet and they find life they stumble upon life and then they just run away from it <laughs> didn't they, <laughs> that did, they did that with the horta that's probably a good idea right but then they came back and mind melded with it so mm. this guy just ran off for good didn't he it's like mission over yep because I thought the kid was going to get probed. I assumed the kid was going to get probed. I thought, yeah, I thought the kid was he was just going to be like, oh, interesting. And then the kid was going to talk and then he was going to be like, it makes mouth sounds. Would this film be better if he spoke in an alien language and he did give everything alien names? Like, yes, yes, it would. It absolutely would. <laughs> I guess you could redub it as such and like just, you know, do a little digital editing on the title cards. I'll call this a core blob. But no, all of it's alien. This is how you fix this how you fix this film. And the is you do that, you fix the film. <laughs> you fix the film by cutting out first cut out all the animals that you just get like a glimpse at. Just make them focus on just a few animals. Uh give them weird names. And then when he sees the kid, he kills the kid. Okay, why is he killing the kid? Jimmy's such an idiot. Because no witnesses. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jimmy was just imagining it. See, the way he was, you know, like, observing the animals, like, he was kind of obvious, right? Like, it's like the animals could tell he was there. So I thought he might, like, start spaghetting, you know, like, Eric <laughs> style. <laughs> <laughs> that kid was, like, that kid's life is probably ruined now, you know? It's like he's never going to, he's never going to, like... He's going to think that he imagined that the rest of his life. He's going to end up in therapy. He's going to start drinking. Like that Brazilian guy that banged an Alturian or something. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Um, I might have said his name if I remembered it, but I, I, no. think, it, I think people generally <laughs> know that no ufology are aware of this one by yeah, now. Yeah, he probably doesn't really need to need that dredged up. He's probably got so, it rough enough. So if you met if you met him, I guess you wouldn't. He'd be like, "My name's blah blah blah," and you'd be like, "Sure," and not make that connection, even though you know his story. You didn't. You don't connect it with the person in front of you. Yeah, I feel like if somebody like that wants you to know there's that story, they'd probably tell you a lot. Was, this this would have been a good sci-fi overlay for Bambi, I think. So where do you put Bambi in it? Um, like Bambi stumbles upon the upon the alien, and he kills Bambi's mother. 
You mean the is alien stumbles across Bambi and kills Bambi's mother? No, it's Bambi's fault. Right. That his mother was vaporized by an alien. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> he should have known as not to stick his nose into the forest. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that I just, uh, what was the, I guess, I don't think I, did you do one of the, um, oh, what was her name? The the woman who was a safety guard and a lawyer and a and an alien. Yeah. Yes. It was I did one and Scott did the other. Safety woman. That's it. This Safety Woman, been... who is also she had like two secret identities, I think. Yeah, because she was uh, like her job was like she had a cover job to cover up her real job, but that was not counting the superhero <laughs> one. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> She's like, I'm just a crossing guard, but she's actually like an architect or a lawyer or something, you know, super white collar, right? But then yeah. that was like her first secret identity. And then she has two secret identities. So you have to wonder if, if the other lawyers get to know that she's also a safety woman or not. Do you think that this alien is also a lawyer or something like that? Well, um, I, he, I mean, because of his classifying nature, I suppose he could, you know. I bet like I bet I bet everyone hates this guy. Like, do you see how they everybody was like, Oh, we're so glad you you're back, but you know, what was his problem? He's all lost. And then they're, they're like, Okay, let, let we'll show you to your new quarters and that's just like the airlock. <laughs> I mean I mean they probably just don't sit next to him in the cafeteria. Maybe they came from like a super future version of Moonbase Alpha and that's why they show up in an eagle. What? I'm going so, back to space 1999. Yeah, <laughs> like know. they were on the moon so long. Like that... they're from the moon, and like the, the but but I mean, if they're from the future, they would know what frog was. What if like they're from like, so far in the future that there are no frogs? Like Martin Landau and Barbara Bain would like no longer be part of this. They're long dead, right? So yeah, they, they have was... like the the they have the um the the corrupted data tapes you know those big blocky ones right not you know like one book fits on one tape that sort of thing that's all they have mm -hmm. so it has like the word frog in it but it doesn't have like a picture of a frog or it only has like a you know like a it's like the blind man feeling an elephant right and it's describing it you know to be honest i i guess i've been watching too much twilight zone because i honestly thought oh it's going to turn out that all the humans are dead like I was pretty surprised when the, when humans showed up. I was like, I thought it was going to be the twist is that all the animals are alive because all the humans are dead. And I, I forget that in the seventies we didn't think about things like nature can only thrive after we're all dead. Well, if it was sci-fi and not like an actual sci-fi flick and not like an educational film, that could be the case. But <laughs> well, I mean, what's more educational than turns out everyone died? That's that, pretty educational. That would have been great in a third grade class for sure. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like see what you're see what you're missing when you see what you're what you're allowed to happen with your death. One one of the things in this film, and we've talked about that elusive educational film. There's still something in the first grade I saw that completely traumatized me, and and I haven't seen it since. And I I want to see it. What is I, it? Actually, no, I, I don't think it. I I don't think it so much traumatized me as made six year old little Matt like want to take psychedelic sort of thing. Um, something about so, a bunch of kids in a desert and then they come across like a giant big top. That sounds scary. 
Yeah, yeah, that's my point. It's super trippy, right? So I, I'll this, tell you that I'm I'm not alone on this. So like the the only educational film that really traumatized me was the uh, Donald Duck fire video, because that was the thing where Disney, you know, Disney was sort of able to uh, turn stuff pretty dark. <laughs> you know, it was like the the. Uh, did you ever see that? Um, the, I, I thought you were going to start talking about Der Fruer's face. So no. I don't know. Yeah, it's darker than that, I think. At least it <laughs> seemed like it. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was just sort of it was like a realistic dark turn when Donald Duck's house caught on fire cuz he like Does Donald plugged. Duck burn to death? Does Daisy is Daisy a victim? Nobody dies, but his stuff gets all destroyed. Oh, I know it traumatized me like that. It was it was the episode of Webster where he burns down their apartment. Wow. And, you know, then, I can't. <laughs> I can't. The next season, they live in like a mansion, so I guess it was okay. I can't think about Webster without thinking about how that show was just supposed to was just the 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 people who pitched the show were like the the old white couple that were like the start supposed to be the entire focal point of the show, and then the network was just like, "How about uh, we put this kid with you?" And then the show's about him, and he basically took over the whole thing. And I think. Uh, <laughs> it kind of, I think it kind of destroyed them. It, was, it sort of happened with Urkel and Family Matters as well. Oh yeah, true. Let's see. We got uh, Donald Duck Fire Chief from 1940. Donald's Fire Survival Plan version one from 1965. How Probably to the second? How to have an accident in the home? That that's a good title. How <laughs> to have an accident in the home? Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh... <laughs> like I think it's that one because it shows him in like a burnt out house. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, so I think it's how to have an accident in the home. So I'll put that on the the short list. Um, sure. I guess. Oh we... yeah. Here I'm looking. Whoa, what? I'm looking at like the thing so that says Donald's Fire Survival Plan, and it has a bunch of live action Mouseketeer stuff in it. That's not what you want. I think you want the 1956 one. Weird. But uh. Yeah, it seems we've already jettisoned uh, the the third planet thing. Mission third planet. Did I even get the title right? I'm not looking at my notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think we've already jettisoned this one out the airlock, unless you wanted to say something else. Um, well, you know, the kid's... Uh, kid's kid's still alive. Those damn kids. Lucky for him. Yeah, lucky he won't be so lucky next kid. time when he meets the smart aliens that know to leave no witnesses. Well, you know, maybe maybe in the future he'll learn to not leave witnesses. Right. <laughs> That'll happen when they go to Planet Vulcan, yes. Well, does, does anyway. It, some, it is Vulcan, right? They didn't, because Klingons is confusing because it's like Kronos. It's like, well, that's kind of a different word. Well, I, I kind of think it's racist to just name people after the planet they're from. Oh, okay. You don't want to be an Earthian? Well, Earthlings, we have Earthlings, right? I want to be a terrorist. Yes, yes, that's the best. Um, as for this podcast, it's oral hygiene. You can support this and other podcasts we do on Patreon at Podcastio Podcastius, where we talk about sci-fi films at Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary, the aforementioned Twilight Zone at Time Enough Podcast. And there's some video game ones with Luke Loves Pokemon, Monster Mash about Monster Hunter, and the game game show, which is four British dudes screaming insults at each other. I think I covered the basis there. Probably. 
Yep, I finally have. Did the you say tape. time enough podcast for Twilight Zone? Yes, I did. Okay, I, I have like a little cassette tape that plays in my head now. It's great. That's what you want. There's a little man in my head. He's telling a me sign what to that, do. Yeah, a sign that says complexity. <laughs> okay, so um, you're going to to name a new animal species that you've just discovered. Uh, what is the name? But chipmunk. What chipmunk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done in a seventies <laughs> club. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.